everybody. Welcome to B.O. Boys for Thursday, December 24th, Christmas Eve. Fuck it. I'm doing it live. It's a raw feed. I'm Clayton. And there's no Pat, because Pat is M.I.A. Uh, most likely on the Jake Fogelnest Patreon page. But he'll be back soon, very soon. But this is just a quick episode. I know people are clamoring to see what happened with Monster Hunter this past weekend. <laughs> and boy, oh boy, I think all I can say about that is... And you blew it! Yep, not very good for Monster Hunter. We're going to start out with this top five for December 18th to the 20th. And Monster Hunter came in at a lowly $2.2 million. Now, this is an abomination because this is a big budget movie with a sort of a star. Mia Jovovich is a star in this genre, which is these action video game movies. And nobody went to see this. Nobody went to see this. And it's one of those things where you wonder, is it, is she done? Is this run that she's had with this Resident Evil? And they never, they were never big hits. I mean, they're international hits. They, they made Baffa Bobo overseas, but they really haven't made a huge dent in America other than they've just been consistent enough to green light another go around. And this is looking not very good. Now, the director is her husband. They'll probably work together on stuff again, but who knows if they're going to get a budget like they did with Monster Hunter. So I don't know what to say uh, about this uh, this film, but um, other than, you know, Pat expected this to do Baffa Bobo, I was a little bit on the lower end. I did not expect two. I was thinking three to four thinking that the psychopaths would come out and see this film, and they didn't. The psycho stayed home. So that is very interesting. Now, number two, The Crude's A New Age. Barely number two. So it barely, it, it, it almost beats Monster Hunter in its fourth weekend. And this is a film that is available on PVOD for $19.99. It made $2 million, down only 32.1%. And this movie made, has made $27 million cum in four weeks. And if you've been listening to this show all year, you've been on the roller coaster with us, you understand that this is great. This is as good as you can get when it comes to box office during this pandemic. So, again, we're going to talk about this in our year review, if I can ever find Pat again. You had Universal fight with AMC at the beginning of the year for a sh shorter window. The pandemic forced that to be a reality. We're dealing with a 17-day window for the Universal movies, and it's paid benefits. This movie made really good box office. It's doing very well on PVOD. And th this is the strategy going forward with them. And... They're one of the winners of the year. I mean, I don't want to give it away, but they're one of the winners of the year. We've mentioned that previously. 
think they've done the best to adapt, but we're going to get even more in depth with that. But I think Crude's a New Age shows that you can get box office turnout even with a short window. That's just the facts. And I think if you talk to one of the Crudes, uh, they would say, Because I'm a fucking caveman! That's why they did so well at the box office. Number three. Now, this is this is a movie that was not even on our radar. Not even on our radar. Fatal made $918,000 in a thousand theaters, a little over a thousand theaters. It's a Lionsgate film. This is a, I want to say, erotic thriller starring Hillary, Hillary Swank. And number three at the box office, Hillary Swank, you know, this is looking pretty good for her. Obviously, you know, it's a different time. We're dealing in pandemic times. So going to number three at the box office does not have the luster that it used to. But still, numbers are numbers. And when we historically look back here, people are going to be like, oh, 2020, Hillary Swank had a top three movie. That's crazy. Now, we'll know, and our listeners will know, that there's a little bit of falsity here. There's an asterisk situation. But it's weird that this movie did not even come on our radar. We weren't even talking about it. We were focused on Monster Hunter. It has been really difficult in the past couple um, weeks and months to really know what's coming out and what's going to make a dent and things like that. But this movie, you know, it's a, it's a, I can't say it's a hit. I can't say it's a success. I mean, it came, it came up from behind on us like half brothers snuck up behind us. And it's, you know, I I was looking on IMDb to get information about, about this film. And I saw some reviews from audience reviews. Mostly they've been a little tepid. This one was pretty harsh. It's a two-star review from Andrew Bob, and he says, Hillary Dwank is good, but the movie is awful. So I had to read a little bit further. And he says, Love Hillary Swank in movies like Boys Don't Cry, but many new movies suck due to forced actor participants. I can't say I disagree. I can't say I agree, because I don't really know what he's getting at. But I'm sure, you know, it's one of those things that he's very, very passionate about, and... As we know, passion can sometimes cloud logic. But all I can say to that is... Sure. So, we're going to number four. Elf, the perennial Christmas favorite, made $365,000 down 8.8%. It's playing in 600 theaters. And, you know, it's made almost $2 million in its re-release. Again, we've talked about this previously. That... Will Ferrell has seen better days at the box office. He's, he's uh, you know, listen, he can come back with another daddy's home and that might do Bafa Bobo. We'll see. Big fan of those movies. Uh, second movie, Daddy's, daddy's Home 2, is a, a Christmas classic. So I know a bunch of uh, wanna be a boys, wanna be a girls, wanna be a people are gonna be watching that in the next couple days. And just a little tease for the back into the show, I'm going to give a little viewer guide. I'm going to give you a little idea of what's out there to watch on Christmas. And uh, you have today and tomorrow really to watch Christmas movies. Otherwise, if you're watching a Christmas movie on the 26th, you're a psycho. 
But you have some time. You're going to have plenty of time tonight, tomorrow, to watch a lot of Christmas movies. So, Elf, what can we say? It's a, it's a classic. It was re-released at the right time. It's a movie that's made almost $2 million, and that's that's pretty good. So, number five. Dropping from number two, Half Brothers. That's a movie snuck up on us. Now, it's weird because originally Half Brothers beat off Elf at the theaters. Then last week, Elf beat off Half Brothers. Now, this week, Elf is beating off Half Brothers again. So... It's showing a little bit of power when it comes to, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a power thing when it comes to Will Ferrell and the Elf versus the Half-Brothers. I feel like the Half-Brothers are getting the you know, short end of that stick. But this movie, $271,000, has made $1.8 million. And it's one of those films that's going to probably go to PVOD pretty quickly. It's hard because I I usually take sips while Pat's talking, so it's very hard for me to take my my sips that I need. I need a certain amount of sips a day, my doctor said. Um, He didn't really say what the sips were. I use water most of the time, but I probably should have asked what exactly I should be sipping. I'm assuming it's water. If it's anything else, I don't really want to get into that. Uh, But so Half Brothers, again, what's a success nowadays? It went to number two. It can always say it was a number two hit at the box office. It was the number one comedy at, for a week or so. That's huge. You can always say that. So it's going to be interesting if it plays into our winners of 2020. I doubt it will. So not much else going on in this top five. Uh, I want to talk about The War with Grandpa a little bit. A movie that is at number eight right now. It's made $170,000. Still small drops. 34.1% is a small drop. And 101 Studios, this movie has made $18 million. They were hoping for 20. They were actually hoping for 30. That is a bygone time. We didn't realize everything was going to kind of go. By we, I'm not saying me. I understood what was going to happen. 101 Studios. I like to I like to get in their head. So when I say we, it's it's one of those things where sometimes I like to get in a studio's head. 101 Studios thought this could maybe reach 30 because they didn't know we were going to have an upswing and the, the people are going to be staying away at the theater as much. You know, it, it's been up and down as everybody has experienced this together. So we understand. But this movie came out on PVOD, nice price point, $14.99 purchase you can buy this and they were smart because they put this film out to purchase before all of the big home movies were coming out right so we're talking about the wonder woman 1984 we're talking soul on disney plus we'll talk about these coming up with the holiday uh, the christmas watching guide viewer guide i guess i'm gonna do and they were smart because they released it a couple weeks early so people could watch it without it having to compete against the big boys. And I think that's really smart. So again, does The War with Grandpa make our top list 
for the year. Is it a winner? I I can't tell you. I I don't want to spoil all this because Pat's going to be mad. So, uh, and you don't like Pat when he is angry. You don't like it. Um, so, let's see. What? Okay. That's the top five. Now, we got to talk about what's coming out on Christmas at the box office because there are films that are coming to theaters exclusively. One of those being News of the World, a Tom Hanks movie. And I went to Box Office Pro and they have they have some forecasts and we're going to go through what they're saying. Now, we've got Wonder Woman 1984. This movie is famously coming out on HBO Max, day and date. So Christmas Day, you're going to be able to watch Wonder Woman 1984 at home if you have an HBO Max subscription, which is huge. So does that cut into the box office? Probably, I'm assuming. But how many people have HBO Max? How many people are going to pony up $14.99? It's it's more like if you're doing it just for that, it's like a rental, and it's cheaper than some of the PVOD options. The thing is, though, you got to remember, you're only going to have access to Wonder Woman 1984 for a month on HBO Max. Now, it may come back in the future, but then it's going to go to PVOD. So it's a weird rollout strategy, although that doesn't really matter for people who are saying, I'm just going to do this one time, check out HBO Max, see Wonder Woman 1984, and then either remember to cancel or forget to cancel. That's what they're hoping for. All these streamers are hoping for the gym membership situation, which is you sign up and you forget, or you're shamed into not canceling. That is where the streamers really need to up their game. They need to figure out that sort of strategy. How do we shame these customers? And, you know, MoviePass did a really good job. If you, we, we never did B.O. Boys during the MoviePass heyday. MoviePass was a great, great, I won't say great company because they tanked. Great service that overshot the mark, but the wild bacchanalia days of MoviePass at $9.99 a month when you could go to see any movie anywhere. And then people started taking advantage, obviously, because that's human nature. That's when MoviePass started shaming. They started sending emails. They started making you take pictures of your ticket stubs. And it was, if you, if they did a TED Talk about corporations shaming their customers, I would say they are probably, you know, they're probably up there and you should get the, the, the guy, oh God, I can't remember the MoviePass guy's name. See, this is why it's so much better to have another host because they would be able, Mitch Lowe, there we go. Quick Google search, Mitch Lowe, the great Mitch Lowe. Uh, he, I guess, is still the CEO of MoviePass, if it's in existence, according to Wikipedia. But great job of shaming. And I feel like these streamers need to shame people into not, not canceling. And because they try to hide the cancel button, make it difficult. I would say don't don't do that because that just creates frustration. You want to create a deep level of shame for 
not having the streamer. Netflix does a good job about this. If you bring somebody over to your house, say you're dating somebody, and this is pre-COVID, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say bring a stranger home now. But, but also, it's your right to do that if you want to. I wouldn't do it, but... So you bring someone home and you say you don't have Netflix. You could say, I don't have cable, I don't have a TV. But if you have a laptop and you don't have Netflix on there, what are you watching? Their, their mind's going to, what? What sick shit are they watching? This is nuts. They're they're sitting there thinking, you know, they're they're sitting there thinking. Your hard drive is filthy. Anyway, let's go back to what Box Office Pro is saying is going to be the three day for Wonder Woman 1984. And they're saying 10 to 15. Now, 10 to 15, let's just let's just get this right. That would be way more than Tenet did in its first three days. So we figured out before everybody else did, and you go back and listen to our Tenet episode, it's a classic episode of what it made in, in its first three days. It ended up being around 9.2, okay? They're saying 9.5 on Box Office Pro. That's being nice. I don't think it was 9.5. We'll say 9.2 to 9.5. So if this movie makes 10, it already beat Tenet. Now, The Crude's A New Age, which just came out a couple weeks ago, that film made 9.7. So it beat Tenet. Tenet, the savior of the theaters, the savior of theatrical, Chris Nolan, Mr. Superhero himself. All right, now... Again, you guys got to listen to our wrap-up this year, for this year because the Chris Nolan made our winners list. I don't listen. I don't know. I I'm so giddy. I can't even wait to to talk about it. But if Wonder Woman makes ten million dollars in three days, that would be the largest opening in the pandemic. So that's going to be something to watch. Now, there's some factors working against it. Spikes, COVID spikes. Also, we're talking about people having access at home. How much will this cut in to people's people's need to go see it? I feel like you're there with your family. Sometimes you got to get out of the house. I know a lot of people stay home, stay home. The reality is that some people are going to want to get out of the house. Some people are going to go by themselves, take their family. Things like that. They're going to want to get out of the house during the holidays. That's just a fact. And will enough of them make that journey to make Wonder Woman a $10 million opener? I think $15 million is crazy talk because we're not talking about a five-day. Christmas is on a Friday. So sometimes you'll get a Christmas where it's a Wednesday. So then you get that Wednesday. I think last year that was the case. You get a Wednesday to Sunday total. So you can really pad that stat. Wonder Woman's not going to have a padded stat. The three-day is going to be the holiday weekend. So this is going to be radical visibility. We're going to see really what this film is doing. Now, if Pat were here, I wish Pat were here, I think he'd say over because he likes to go over. He loves to say more, 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 more. I like to say less, less, less. 
I think that's just our personalities. Again, he doesn't like to be scolded by companies. He hated the MoviePass thing. I loved it. Scold me, scold me, scold me. So I'm going to say under 10. I'm going to say under 10 because I think COVID spikes. I think people are going to try HBO Max now for this month because then they'll have a whole month of January to watch stuff. I think that this is going to do less than 10. I'm going to go ahead and call for Pat. He's going to say over 10. So we'll see. When he comes back, if he comes back, he will come back. I'll, I'll, I'll find him. I'll find him and get him. There's not so much. There's, I can't believe there's so much on the Jake Fogelness Patreon that he could be on it for this many days in a row. But who knows? I mean, I, he says it's great content. There's some cool stuff going on over there. So, you know, listen. I, 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 I used to trust the guy. And I, I'm learning to... You know, keep that trust going, even in hard times, it's difficult. But then we got news of the world. Paul Greengrass, man behind the Bourne films, Tom Hanks, beloved COVID survivor. Now, here's something that we have to take into account with this film and how it's going to open. Is that we're talking about a COVID survivor. This guy was one of the first. He's one of the people... That made people take it seriously. I took it seriously. When I found out that Tom Hanks had COVID, I had something I needed to do the next day, and I canceled it. I canceled all my plans. I said, you know what? I'm staying in. Hanks has COVID. He he's one of the he was one of the icons. He's he's an icon for all of culture, but he's a COVID icon because he was one of the first to have it and one of the first to defeat it. So for this movie to come out, it seems almost triumphant. Like, look at this guy who had COVID, and of course he shot it beforehand. I know, huh? I'm not an idiot. I know he didn't shoot it while he had COVID or after he had COVID. I know how movies work, huh? I'm just saying that you can look at something symbolically, and it can have the power, even though it's fake. It's not real. So Box Office Pro was saying that this movie is only going to do $3.7 million. It's opening, let's see, let's see how many theaters it's opening in, because that has a lot to do with what I'm going to say. Okay, so, estimated 1,896 locations. That's a pretty big opening. Big thing with this film, though, is it's a universal title, so you know it's got that PVOD window, bro. 17 days, give or take. It's coming to PVOD on January 15th. But here's my thing with that. I don't know if this is widely known. Listen, you guys know this. We've pounded this drum all since it happened. Since this window got shattered, we have pounded this drum about a shattered window. You all understand that. You understand that lingo. I'm saying that to somebody on the street. They're not going to know what I'm talking about. I'm pounding a drum about a broken window. They're going to call the cops, right? So you guys know, but does everyone know? That's why I'm saying, you know, not to plug our show, but our show is the gold standard, all right? Uh, or should I say, let let a, a professional say it. We are the gold standard. We are the gold standard. You should have everybody that you know listening to this podcast, if they have any interest in movies, if they have any interest in what's going on in the world, actually, 
they should be listening to this podcast because box office is history. Box office is current events. Box office is culture because that's where the money goes. Where the money goes, the culture goes. So we are, you know, we thought we were in the podcasting business. We're in the, well, we are in the podcasting business, but we, we're really in the history chronicling business, okay? So that's what we are. We're chronicling history. We're chronicling the change of a industry that has been around for hundreds of years or a hundred years, a hundred something, a hundred plus. That's safe. So everybody should be listening to this podcast so everybody can understand these things and know as consumers what their choices are. This is a dad flick, right? It's a Western. It's Tom Hanks. This screams dad. Are the dads going to come out? Are the dads going to come out? Is this a Ford v. Ferrari situation where, you know, unfortunately, the the, the amount of uh, dad racing accidents increased after that movie. It wasn't reported widely in the media. We reported on it. A lot of dads got got very, very, very uh, hyped on that movie, started driving their, you know, their minivans or whatever you want to say. Uh, uh, too, too, too fast on the highway. There was a, a, a large bump in accidents. This, I don't think there's going to be similar things. I think this is a safer movie to go and watch. It's not going to give dad a lot of bad ideas. So dads might come out for this. So box office pro is saying 3.75. I'm going up. I'm going, I'm going over 3.7. Uh, I'm going over four. I'm going to say that this film will make probably $4 million. And I know that's just a little bit over, but it's still a lot in pandemic times. You know what? 4.5. I'm going to 4.5 because I think this is a movie that the dads are going to come out for. It's a COVID icon. People can't see this film now. They can't see this film now. And just theoretically, maybe people are traveling. They're seeing their family. Okay. You know, they're saying not to do this, but people are going to do it. I'm just speaking reality-wise. I'm not saying what you should do. I'm saying what may happen. So people are going to go. They haven't seen, say they haven't seen their dads in nine months. And they're thinking, you know, what's going to be, what could be nice? I'm going to go take my dad to News of the World. I'm going to take my dad to the Tom Hanks movie. I think that's a huge deal. I think that's going to drive things. I think father and son reunions are going to drive this box office up to at least 4.5. So I think that is a huge, huge deal. Another film coming straight to the feeders, which which I think is a odd choice because I do think this movie would do Bafa Bobo on PVOD, is Promising Young Woman. Now this is Carrie Mulligan is in this film. It is a female revenge film. And this movie is getting good reviews. It's getting some Oscar buzz for Carrie Mulligan. I don't think that really matters. I don't think the buzz, the Oscar buzz is going to do much. Box Office Pro is saying that it's going to make 1.7. I mean, I think that's pretty accurate. Hold on. I'm getting, I'm actually getting texted by Pat. So let's see what, what, what does he have to say? Okay. So I'm, you know, I'm going to text Pat, uh, hey, uh, recording. 
our podcast. Let's see what he has to say about that. Maybe he'll do a little call-in. Do you want to do a call-in, Pat? Do you want to call in? Want to do a quick pop-in? Let's see what he says, because he, he might have, he might have a, 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 something to say about news of the world. I could put him on speakerphone. All right, so anyway, Promising Young Woman. This film, one point, what, 1.7-ish? I'm going to go, that's pretty good. I think that's a, that's, that's a pretty good idea of, of what it's going to make. It's one of these movies where it's a female revenge movie. Is it a Christmas movie? I think this will be a, an art house film. I think this is um, young urban uh, um, professionals. The college crowd will go see this movie maybe with their with their friend group because they can't go home and see their family. I've been there. We've all been there. Anybody who's lived in a city has been there. So this could be a destination for them. So, you know, you go to the small art house film. You have some booze. Uh, you know, a milkshake that has some some uh, sort of Christmassy uh, tinge to it. You know, something with vodka in it and a lot of peppermint. I think that's the kind of people we're going to see. Go see this movie. And will that be a large enough uh, amount of people to make a dent? Maybe. I mean, I think it goes over a mil. You know, uh, you know, I'm I, I, you know, gonna walk myself back on this. I think that maybe it's gonna make under a mill. I say under a mill now. I just because I'm thinking of that uh, a group of people, and I don't, I don't think they're gonna make it out. I, I think they're gonna say they're gonna make it out and go see the movie, and then they just end up, uh, you know, you know, staying at home and 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 and, and you know, making cocktails there and, and watching, uh, you know, Dash and Lily or something. I don't TV. Listen, I don't know. So that's what's coming out in the theater. So I said I was going to do a viewer guide. The viewer guide encompasses that. Wonder Woman 1984. You can watch that on HBO Max. That'll be out Christmas Day. News of the World, you can only go to the theater to see, but you can hold off to January 15th if you want to, which is what I'm probably going to do. Promising Young Woman is a focus feature. So I'm, I'm assuming this window is going to be kind of short as well. But right now, you can only watch it in theaters. Otherwise, you got plenty of stuff to watch over the break. One that I would recommend, which I haven't seen yet, but you know that I'm going to be watching over the break, is Jerry Butler, great action star in the disaster movie Greenland, which is available on demand wherever you can find movies. It's a 1999 rental, but if anybody knows Jerry Butler and his output, if it's action-oriented, this guy delivers. So this would be the dad-at-home movie. I would say if your dad wants to see News of the World and you're not so comfortable with it, you think, eh, dad's in the age range and I'm not so sure I want to expose him to, uh, to danger in this way. Hey, dad, I'm going to rent Greenland. Jerry Butler, it's on me. Thanks for all the meals. Thanks for throwing the football. Thanks for uh, et cetera, et cetera. You know, riding a bike, teaching me how to ride a bike. Those kind of things. Thank you. And here you go. 
Greenland on me, 20 bones. I think that is a must watch over the holiday weekend. Another now this is a this is maybe a deeper cut. It's a movie called Another Round. Mads Mikkelsen is in it. It's a Danish film, so it may have subtitles. But it's got a pretty interesting premise where him and a bunch of his friends, middle-aged guys, think that, hey, what if we're drunk all the time? Our lives would be so much better. This movie is actually available to rent for $6.99. That's, that might be a good dad movie as well, too, especially if you, you, know, you want to send a little message to your dad. Who knows? Or it just seems like a fun concept. It's not a fun movie, though. I do think it is a straight drama, and it's going to deal with middle-aged malaise. Which <laughs> I know I can relate to. So I feel like that's also something to recommend. I think I might watch that one as well. So we have also a film that is available on demand, 1999, that is getting wild reviews. Wild Mountain Time. I don't know much about this movie. I know that the the gentleman who wrote... Joe vs. the Volcano, and he also directed that film, I believe, and Moonstruck is behind this film. Supposedly, it's, you know, it's one of those films that people are saying, it's batshit. It, I doubt it's batshit, but it looks like an interesting film, available on demand, 1999 rental. So, it could be interesting. I believe it takes place in Ireland, so... If you are of Irish persuasion and you want to see some countryside, and who doesn't want to see some beautiful, rolling Irish countryside? Sorry, I needed a sip. Um, uh, it's Rafid. Fuck it, it's Rafid. That's a movie that you can watch. Now we're getting to the biggies. These are the streaming only films. Midnight Sky. This is original prankster. George Clooney doing a film in space, or partly in space. Felicity Jones is in starring in this film. George Clooney is old and portly in it. And this is his big swing at, I'm a director now. This is his big, this is my thing. I'm going to be a director. I got the tequila money. I'm just going to sit back and direct films and put you know whoopee cushions on people's seats and fake vomit in their trailers. This is the life he wants. So if you want to give George Clooney the life he wants, you can stream this film. If you don't, then don't, I guess. I don't want to make it a personal, but uh, you can also watch it if you find it interesting. I'll definitely watch it because it's it's got Oscar. I don't want to say it's got Oscar buzz because it doesn't necessarily have Oscar buzz, but a Clooney-directed movie that is this big will at least get... Oscar consideration because he is that big of a name. Now, uh, is he a star? I mean, the definition of a star has completely changed in the pandemic. I would upgrade him. I I always said George Clooney was not a movie star because he very rarely could open a movie. But definitions have changed. And this is a bombshell. I'm going to say George Clooney is a, a movie star because of just how crazy everything has become and how we are now glomming on to these People who really haven't had the best track records recently, but they just seem so much bigger because of what's happening right now, at least in my estimation. So I would say, you know, check out that film if you want to. It could be a good, 
you know, you already have Netflix, like I said, unless you're, you know, unless you got some stuff going on, you got Netflix. So that's a big one. Soul. Now, I just want to take a moment while Pat is not here to pat myself on the back and say, I called this. Did I not call this? If you've been listening to every episode of this podcast since its inception and since this pandemic hit, I've been saying soul to Disney Plus, soul to Disney Plus. Pat was saying, no, I don't think so. And then he was like, yeah, maybe, maybe. But I was saying that even before it was a glimmer in anybody's eye. I thought of that before Disney thought of that. All right. I can't definitively say that, but I believe it in my heart. This is a movie that is getting decent reviews. I mean, Pixar has been on the down for a couple years because they're doing a lot of sequels, things like that. I'm going to say, of course, I'm going to watch it. This looks cute. Soul available only on Disney+. Plus. So that's a that's a big thing. This is an exclusive to Disney+. Plus. was supposed to come to the theaters in the summer and was moved to Disney+. Plus. That'll be fun. Now, Wonder Woman 1984 is not exclusively available on uh, HBO Max. As we said, it could come into the it can go into the theaters, so it's not exclusive. But you can watch it on HBO Max starting the 25th. So I think that is a big film to watch. If you want something that has been out for a while, you can always watch Mank, the the Fincher film on Netflix. It is an Oscar movie, so if you want to get some of your Oscar movies out of the way, you can watch Mank. I haven't watched it. A few of my friends have watched it. Mixed reviews. We're not talking about reviews. We're not talking about quality. We're talking about, you know, things that are available to watch. Netflix has Ma, Ma, uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, starring Viola Davis, getting some Best Actress buzz, and... The Dearly Departed Chadwick Boseman in one of his last film roles. This is available on Netflix to watch now. It's probably going to be a weeper for for Chadwick Boseman fans. So just have that in mind. It's getting good reviews. Something that's also available to watch exclusively at home. So what time do we have? What are we looking at here? Oh, you know, this is a breezy, breezy episode. So I'm not going to... Take your time. I'm not going to, uh, you know, monopolize your time. You're either with your family, if you can be, if you felt safe doing it, or you're not with your family, but hopefully you're in communication with them, or you're with some good friends enjoying yourself. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to the BO Boys. And, you know, whatever you celebrate, celebrate it with the people you love or away from the people you love if that's the safer choice. So this is when Pat usually does the socials, and I don't know the socials, so let's see. What is it? Uh, B.O. Boys Podcast. Actually, you know what? I can just go check it right now, and, uh, you know, I can give you the actual email address. Oh, fuck it. It's a raw feed. Doing it live. Let's see. Gmail. Could load a little faster. All right. The BO Boys Podcast at gmail.com. So email us with whatever you want to email us about. We we just want to hear from you. Uh, you know, it's it's always nice to have engagement. 
It's a big thing. We're, I don't think we tweet. I don't think we tweet. Jake Vogelness, Patreon page. Of course, that's where you're going to find Pat today. So go say hi to him, I guess, if you want to. And until next time, we'll smell you at the box office. What are the fucking hybrids?